Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. in the morning? Yeah. Doc, what's going on? Where have you been all week? Working. Where's Einstein? Is he with you? Yeah, he's right here. You know, Doc, you left your equipment on all week. My equipment? That reminds me, Marty. You better not hook up to the amplifier. There's a slight possibility of overload. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Good. I'll see you tonight. Don't forget now, 1.15 a.m. Twin Pines Mall. Right. <laughs> Marty McFly, your typical high school kid from 1985. Marty wants the American dream. He's dating a beautiful girlfriend, Jennifer, but he wants to take on a date with a nice car. He's after artistic success and social recognition, all while trying to hide the mess that's going on at home. Marty lives with his depressed and alcoholic mother, Lorraine, and his meek and insecure dad, George, who is still bullied by his boss, Biff. Now, after Marty's band is rejected from a musical contest, Marty confides into his girlfriend that he fears he might just become like his parents. And we understand quickly that Marty wants to do everything he can to have a successful life. The problem is, we can't always control what life is going to throw at us. 
and Marty is about to experience that full force when he meets his friend Doc at a parking lot for a new experiment. Yeah. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Ah, uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Stay with what me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Okay, I will proceed. Ah, uh, Doc. Uh, is that a people? Never mind that now. Never mind that right. now. Not right now. Not right now. All right, I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Dr. Emmett Brown. I'm standing on the parking lot at Twin Pines Mall. It's Saturday morning, October 26, 1985, 1.18 a.m. And this is temporal experiment number one. Come on, honey. Hey, hey, boy, get in there. Yeah, boy. In here you go. Sit down. Put your seatbelt on. That's it. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Please note that Einstein's clock is in precise synchronization with my control watch. Got it? Right, check done. Good. Have a good trip, Einstein. Watch ahead. Get that thing hooked up to the car. Watch this. Yeah, okay. Got it.
disintegrated Einstein. Calm down, Marty. I didn't disintegrate anything. The molecular structure of both Einstein and the car are completely intact. You see, Einstein has just become the world's first time traveler. I sent him into the future. One minute into the future, to be exact. And precisely, 1.21 a.m. in zero seconds, we shall catch up with him at the time machine. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Besides, the stainless steel construction made the flux dispersal. Look out! <laughs> What is it, hot? It's cold. <laughs> Einstein, you little devil! Einstein's clock is exactly one minute behind mine and still ticking! He's all right. He's fine! And he's completely unaware that anything happened. As far as he's concerned, the trip was instantaneous. That's why his watch is exactly one minute behind mine. He skipped over that minute to instantly arrive at this moment in time. Come here. I'll show you how it works. First, you turn the time circuits on. <laughs> this readout tells you where you're going. This one tells you where you are. This one tells you where you were. You input your destination time on this keypad. Say you want to see the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Or witness the birth of Christ. Here's a red letter date. In the history of science, November 5th, 1955. Yes, of course, November 5th, 1955. Why, I don't get what happened. <laughs> that was the day I invented time travel. I remember it vividly. I was standing on the edge of my toilet, hanging a clock. The porcelain was wet. I slipped, hit my head on the edge of the sink. And when I came to, I had a revelation, a vision, a picture in my head. A picture of this. This is what makes time travel possible. The flux capacitor. Flux capacitor? It's taken me almost 30 years of my entire family fortune to realize the vision of that day. My God, has it been that long? Things have certainly changed around here. I remember when this was all farmland as far as the eye could see. Old man Peabody owned all of this. He had this crazy idea about breeding pine trees. This is, uh, this is heavy duty, Doc. This is great. Uh, does it run like on, on regular unleaded gasoline? Unfortunately, no. It requires something with a little more kick. Plutonium. Uh, plutonium. Wait a minute. Are you, are you telling me that this sucker is nuclear? Hey, 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 keep rolling. Keep rolling there. No, 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 no. This sucker's electrical. 
but I need a nuclear reaction to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity I need. Doc, you don't just walk into a store and, and buy plutonium. Did you rip that off? Of course, from a group of Libyan nationalists. They wanted me to build them a bomb, so I took their plutonium and in turn gave them a shiny bomb casing full of used pinball machine parts. Come on, let's get you a radiation suit. We must prepare to remove. Safe now. Everything's that line. Don't you lose those tapes now. Read that. Let's put this back here. There we go. Whoop, whoop. I almost forgot my luggage. I mean, who knows if they got cotton underwear in the future. Oh, I'm allergic to all synthetics. The future? That's where you're going. That's right. 25 years into the future. I've always dreamed of seeing the future, looking beyond my ears, seeing the progress of mankind. Why not? I'll also be able to see who wins the next 25 World Series. Uh, Doc. Huh? Uh, look me up when you get there. Indeed, I will. Roll them. <clears throat> I, Dr. Emmett Brown, am about to embark on an historic journey. What am I thinking of? I almost forgot to bring extra plutonium. How did I ever expect to get back? One pellet, one trip. I must be out of my mind. What is it, Arnie? Oh, my God. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty! Who? Who? Who do you think? The Libyans! Take it to my left! Oh, go there, fire! No! Arriving in 1955, things go from bad to worse. Marty realizes he has no plutonium to return and he gets trapped in that year. While he is exploring Hill Valley, he meets his father and discovers that Biff has been bullying him since high school. He also meets his future mom, Lorraine, who happens to fall in love with him. From that moment on, 
Marty has to do everything he can to find Doc and get back to the future. The problem is, he has to do it without jeopardizing his existence and the one of the people he loves. Do you hate feeling trapped? Me too. Honestly, it's so hard when you have all these circumstances you can't control. And sometimes we wonder what life would be if we could go back in the past and change the choices we've made. But even if we could, in the case of Marty, it's not that easy. The problem is we realize that Marty wants to do everything he can just from a selfish perspective. He wants to get back to his normal life with Jennifer, the girl he loves. Let's look at what happens next. Marty, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid you're stuck here. Whoa, whoa, I'm stuck here. I can't, I can't be stuck here. I got a life in 1985. I got a girl. Is she pretty? Oh, she's beautiful. She's crazy about me. Look at this. Look what she wrote here, Doc. I mean, that says it all. Doc, my only hope. Marty, I'm sorry, but the only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. What did you say? A bolt of lightning. Unfortunately, you never know when or where it's ever going to strike. We do now. This is it. This is the answer. It says here that a bolt of lightning is going to strike the clock tower precisely 10.04 p.m. next Saturday night. If, if we could somehow harness this lightning, channel it into the flux capacitor, it just might work. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. Okay, all right, Saturday's good, Saturday's good. I can spend a week in 1955, I can hang out, you can show me around. Marty, that is completely out of the question. You must not leave this house. You must not see anybody or talk to anybody. Anything you do could have serious repercussions on future events. Do you understand? Yeah, sure, okay. Marty, have you interacted with anybody else today besides me? I'm... Yeah, well, I might have sort of bumped into my parents. Great Scott! Let me see that photograph again of your brother. Uh, just as I thought. This proves my theory. Look at your brother. His head's gone. It's like it's like he's been erased. Erased from existence. Whoa! They really cleaned this place up. Looks brand new. Now remember, according to my theory, you interfered with your parents' first meeting. If they don't meet, they won't fall in love, they won't get married, and they won't have kids. That's why your older brother's disappearing from that photograph. Your sister will follow, and unless you repair the damage, you'll be next. This sounds pretty heavy. Wait, it has nothing to do with it. Which one's your pop? That's him. Okay, okay, you guys. Sure. Maybe we were adopted. Okay, real mature guys. Okay, Dick, can you pick up my phone? Strickland. Jesus, didn't that guy ever have hair? Hey, up, man. You're a slacker. Do you want to be a slacker for the rest of your life? No. The only way we're going to get those two to successfully mate is if they are alone together. So you've got to get your father and mother to interact in some sort of social... Well, what, you mean like a date? Right! 
What kind of date? I don't know. What are kids doing in the 50s? Well, they're your parents. You must know them. What are their common interests? What do they like to do together? Nothing. Look, there's a rhythmic ceremonial ritual coming up. Of course, the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. They're supposed to go to this. That's where they kiss for the first time. All right, kid. You stick to your father like glue and make sure he takes you to the dance. Marty? Oh, Lorraine. Uh, how did you know I was here? I followed you. Oh, uh, this is my uh, doc. My uncle. Doc Brown. Hi. Hi. Uh, Marty, this may seem a little forward, but I was kind of wondering if, if you'd ask me to the Enchantment Under the Sea dance on Saturday. Wow, uh, you mean, I mean nobody's asked you? No, not yet. What about, what about George? George McFly? Oh, he's kind of cute and all, but uh, not. Well, I think a man should be strong. So he can stand up for himself. And protect the woman he loves. How am I supposed to go to the dance with her if she's already going to the dance with you? Because, George, she wants to go with you. She just doesn't know it yet. That's why we got to show her that you, George McFly, are a fighter. You're somebody who's going to stand up for yourself, somebody who's going to protect her. Oh, you make it sound so easy. I just, I wish I wasn't so scared. George, there's nothing to be scared of. All it takes is a little self-confidence. You know, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Leave him alone! Let him go! Let him go! Are you okay? Oh, um, I hope you don't mind, but George asked if he could take me home. Great, good, good, Lorraine. I have a feeling about you, too. <laughs> I have a feeling, too. Listen, I gotta go, but uh, I wanted to tell you that it's been educational. Marty, will we ever see you again? I guarantee it. Well, Marty, I want to thank you for all your good advice. I'll never forget it. Right, George. Well, uh, good luck, you guys. Oh. 
One other thing. If you guys ever have kids and one of them, when he's eight years old, accidentally sets fire to the living room rug, go easy on him. Okay. Marty, such a nice name. With the help of Doc and some good creative ideas, Marty manages to make Lauren fall in love with George. He secures his future while leading his dad on a path to a more courageous and confident life. But he's not out of the woods yet. He still has to make it back to 1985. Rushing to meet Doc to catch a lightning bolt, Marty finds himself obsessed with the idea of saving Doc's life. What started out as a mission to go back to his normal life and to his own routine and to Jennifer ended up being a mission about saving his friend's life.
life. What about all that talk about screwing up future events, the space-time continuum? How far ahead are you going? About 30 years. It's a nice round number. Look me up when you get there, all right? This will be about 47. I will. Take care. You too. All right. Bye-bye, Annie. Oh, and watch that re-entry. It's a little bumpy. You bet. This movie illustrates how rewarding it is to care for others. So often, we get self-absorbed by our own ambitions and goals that we forget to take notice of other people's needs. Philippians 2 verse 4 says this, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. The magic that Marty discovered is that when we truly care for others, somehow God takes care of us. There are very few things that are precious in life, and a gift of family and friendship is one of them. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you gave sacrificially of your time to others? When was the last time you laid down your life and renounced to your own interest so that others can be better off? Marty started this adventure pursuing his own dreams but he ended up this adventure by making other people's dreams a reality. Uh, now, Biff, I want to make sure that we get two coats of wax this time, not just one. Just finishing up the second coat now. Now, Biff, don't con me. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. McFly. I, I meant I was just starting on the second coat. Yeah, Biff, what a character. Always trying to get away with something. Biff ever since high school. Although, if it wasn't for him, we never would have fallen in love. That's right. Mr. McFly! Mr. McFly, you just arrived! Oh, hi, Marty! I think it's your new book! Oh, honey. Your first novel. Like I've always told you, you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Oh, Marty! Marty, here's your keys. You're all waxed up, ready for tonight. Keys. How about a ride, mister? Jennifer. Oh, you a sight for sore eyes. Let me look at you. Marty, you're acting like you haven't seen me in a week. I haven't. You okay? Is everything all right? 
Oh, yeah. Everything is great. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this last movie of our At The Movie series that we do every year. Uh, there's so many things that comes out of this movie and so many examples of really good biblical characters that we've looked at in the last uh, five weeks. I want to just uh, um, draw your attention to something that I think was really important and crucial in this movie is how... Marty really started this uh, adventure just feeling so obsessed about going back to his normal life and wanting to just find the comfort of his home, having his girlfriend by his side, just going about his normal life, normal routine. But then at the, at the end, we realized how um, he was so into saving his friend's life. He was so concerned about Doc and his parents and making sure everything was all right. It's so, such a beautiful expression of uh, being really outward focused and not just inward focused. And you know, it's exactly the same thing that Jesus did. Jesus left everything. Jesus left the comfort of heaven with his Father to come to earth, to come to our reality, to experience what it is to become a human being and breathe like us, eat like us, uh, just do everything like us so that he could relate and empathize with our own condition. And he did that just so that we could be better off, so that we could experience freedom for our, from our own sinful nature. Jesus didn't travel on a time machine he chose incarnation. He chose to become like a child, become like a baby, grow and show us what it means to walk with God. I want to invite you and encourage you to follow that example. I also wanted to read a verse um, that relates to what we've learned in the movie. And it's in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. It says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The all has gone, the new is here. This passage is talking about the old being gone and the new reality being here. And one of the key elements of the plot of Back to the Future is this tension between our past and our future, between the old and the new. And I think when we think about this tension and when we experience it in our lives, there's often two emotions that keep uh, coming back to us. The first emotion is the feeling of frustration. Frustration because we cannot control our past. We cannot change it anymore. It's done. It's over. Uh, I mean, you, you may want to really go back to your college years and, and maybe change the your studies you've chosen. You may want to go back to uh, when you were a baby and, and your parents did something to you or they didn't do anything to you or they, maybe the absence of your father was so real that you would like to change that and go back and, and start all over again. But we can't. We really can't do that. We would like to maybe go back and tell our really close friends today, please don't hang out with the wrong crowd so that your future would be bright. But we can't. We can't go on a time machine and change all of that. 
And the second emotion that we experience when we feel that tension is often shame and guilt because we are confronted with our past mistakes and some of the things we've done and we cannot undo anymore. And maybe you've done something you really think about every single day when you wake up in the morning and you wish you would have made the right decision. Maybe about your business, maybe about your marriage, maybe in the way you were treating your kids or others, and you wish you could change that. And all you feel today is shame and guilt. Well, I have some good news for you, is that Jesus came into our reality so that we could experience freedom from these emotions and experience the freedom to choose today to have a better future. And the reality is you cannot change your past, but you can make decisions today that will impact your future. You can change your future. You can set yourself on a trajectory that will be a victorious life and that will lead you to a bright future. Not made of wealth and, and made of prosperity. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an inner life that is full of peace and joy and security and assurance because you know you are loved by God and you know you have a key in your hand to make the right decisions for your family, for your relationships, for your career, because you are with Jesus. And I want to end with another verse in the scriptures that I think is really key to understanding how we can build uh, a real good future with firm foundation. And it's found in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7. Let me reopen my iPad, but you will find it on the screen. Matthew 7 verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. No matter, no matter how many great crashes you had in your life, you have a chance today to build your house on a firm foundation, and, it, and that is a teaching of, of Jesus. You have a chance to follow his teaching, to follow his voice, to follow his commands, and secure your future. May I encourage you to do that? May I encourage you today to look to the scriptures, to look to the Bible and find the greatest story of all time, better than any stories that was ever written in all these movies, the story of God's love for you expressed through Jesus Christ, His Son. And if you haven't made that decision to follow Jesus and surrender your will to Him uh, with every eyes closed, can I ask you to pray that prayer, uh, really simple prayer? Let's close our eyes just for a few seconds. If you've ne never ever made that decision to follow Jesus and invite Him into your life, pray this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I invite you into my life right now. I submit my will to you. I choose you as my Savior and Lord over my life. I want to follow your teaching. I want to follow your voice. I know that you have a plan and a future for me. And I thank you for what you've done on the cross for me to give me a new hope and a new life. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola. 
or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.